What's up, Magic fans? This is Mackenzie Thurkill of the Orlando Magic in Fox Sports, Florida, and you're listening to the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast from my favorite guys across the pond at Orlando Magic UK. Now it's over to Geraint, Mikey, and Paul. Go Magic! In order for the magic to work, you have to truly believe in the magic. Hey, Magic fans, and welcome to this episode of Penny for Your Thoughts on a very wet and changeable August the 8th. I'm Paul, the host for the week. As always, I'm joined by the ever handsome duo that is Garant and Mikey. G, how you doing, pal? Very well, thank you, mate. Thanks for asking. How are you? All right, pal. Both of us still suffering with the uh, little bit of a cough and the uh, chest infection that we've got. I know, I know. I, s- I assume that we'll both be pressing mute as we go through so we can uh, not cough down everybody's ears. I know. I, I've got enough drink here just to uh, <laughs> keep my throat. Yeah. And Mikey, as the uh, non-infected one amongst us, how are you doing, pal? I'm good, mate. Do you want me to play the violin for the two of you? The world's <laughs> smallest violin. violin. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. I'm blaming our kid. She brought this into the house. and uh, Bit of sympathy for you. Yeah, yeah. Bless her. Love her to bits. Um, hopefully, well, not hopefully, we are delighted to have a hugely special guest that we'll get to in a moment. Um, we've got a, a huge amount to talk to him about, and it's the one and only Daryl Armstrong. How are you feeling, guys? You looking forward to it? Absolutely. Oh, very excited. Yes. Very, very excited. Unbelievable. Flash himself, uh, yeah. And Mikey, we've got to give you the shout-out because you've done the legwork on getting this guy on for us. Yeah, I've been trying for a week. Well, no, actually, a legend. I think it was back in May that I first contacted him, wasn't it, on... It was it was the straight week after the, the week as the Mavs went out of the playoffs that you yeah. fired one into him. Yeah, and uh, luckily, amazing work. So, mate, brilliant. Thanks for getting a legend on for us. And in fact, hey, let's not wait around. Let's go let's straight to it. it now. Go for it. Okay, we are now joined by this week's guest. Um, one of the greatest undrafted players in the NBA's history, a man who signed for the Orlando Magic late in the 94-95 season after a time playing in Europe. As our point guard, he would play for the Magic for another eight seasons, averaging 11.7 points per game, 3.3 rebounds and 5.1 assists with the club. In in 1999, became the first player to claim both the Most Improved Player and Sixth Man of the Year awards. Uh, in the same season, something that no one else has ever accomplished. Inducted into the Orlando Magic Hall of Fame in 2020, we are beyond honoured and so excited to say welcome to Magic legend and current assistant coach at the Dallas Mavericks, Daryl Armstrong. Daryl, thank you so much for coming on. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. I hope the intro was okay. Hope it did you justice. (laughs) Huh? I hope the intro did you justice there, my friend. Oh, it was good. I was just listening to you. I was listening to all the stats. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody had to put them up, so it was me. So I, good I, man. I, well, we appreciate it. it. As fans, we love you for it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> How's life in Dallas? Um, it's not bad. I mean, I can't complain. Uh, you know, like we was talking, a little hot, but other than that. Uh, can't complain. We have a new head coach and Jason Kidd. Um, so a new GM. And um, so we're just trying to keep keep moving on. And uh, I'm blessed and fortunate to 
be a part of the um, Dallas Mavericks field. And uh, so I'm just um, happy and, and continue to do to hopefully impact young players' lives with basketball. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, one of the things working with the Mavericks, um, I, I've got to ask you this question. Is the trip back to Orlando each season something that you look forward to when the schedule's released? Is it, is it one of those dates that you look for? Um, always. Uh, my my daughters are down there. My kids are down there. And, um, but, um, you know, when I retire, I mean, that's going to be a place where I have already started looking and making a destination of being there and playing golf one time a day and sit back and enjoy the rest of the day and, and just, you know, just enjoy life. But, um, you know, for me, uh, I continue to enjoy basketball right now. So it's, it's, it's going to have to wait. It's fun being around the game. It's, it's uh, exciting to come in every day and, and try to make guys better and try to get guys who understand uh, the willing of how to win and find ways to how to, how to do things and how to make make this game exciting for them. That way, they, when they come in every morning, they're ready to go and they're excited about basketball. That's 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 a great way to live. That's uh, and to still have the excitement of being around the sport and finding what you do within it, such yeah. a pleasure and such a motivation. That's amazing. Yes, the indeed. other thing that you you a big man involved off the court in in charitable work as well. When you come back to Orlando, do you get a chance to visit the uh, Daryl Armstrong Foundation for Premature Babies, which you founded in 98, 1998? Amazing thing. Yeah, well, well we have um, we have changed up locations uh, because we needed a bigger, they needed a bigger place. And so uh, we moved to a new location, not too far from the original location. And uh, it's been doing well. We did that about two years ago, I want to say three years ago, right before COVID and everything. So um, it's always fun to go into the Florida hospital and I see my picture on the, uh, on the A-Hall of Fame wall where, you know, uh, from golfers like uh, lady golfers, I think it's Anacota, Anacova or something like that. She's on the wall for donating and doing things with um the children hospital and uh, myself and uh and it was someone else or oh, walt disney is on the wall with them as well and uh, so i mean i'm very proud to uh be a part of that but you know it's always um exciting for me to help out families or kids or you know people uh, all in general because uh, at the end of the day i have lived a great life i lived a unbelievable NBA life and I continue to live um, you know through the NBA with coaching and it's still a fun situation to be in and but you know at the end of the day I still love to help people uh, you know and that's that's always been my main focus and you know that's that's what I went on all my all my career there's no sport like it for putting back into the community than the than the, than the NBA basketball communities. It's incredible what people do. We had Nick on Nick Anderson on with us before, and the work that he does as, as the community ambassador for the team. It's incredible, and you see the players do it week in week out. Utterly unbelievable. Hats off to you guys. Incredible. Yeah, thank you. Well, I mean, you got to have a will, and uh, you got to want to. You really got to really want to do it. Uh, 
because, you know, it's a heartfelt thing for me that I can make people happy um, and I can save baby, babies' lives and or get other people help when it comes to their babies with my foundation for premature babies. So, you know, for me, it's always a pleasure. It's always exciting to to know that I am doing my part in the community. Unbelievable. Awesome. So, Darrell, you've had an amazing NBA career, uh, but just take us back to the, the beginning part of your career. So what did you learn from your travels when you were playing in Cyprus, uh, Spain, uh, before you got the invite to uh, try out for the Magic? Well, I mean, I, I had already had tried with the Magic. I had tried with uh, Atlanta Hawks was my first ever summer league tryout. Uh, but, I mean, for me, my, my journey was to get to continue to get better. Um, my first time ever going into an NBA summer camp was with the Atlanta Hawks. And, uh, you know, it, it opened my eyes up to where I need to be and where I need to get to. And I wasn't there at that time. And for me, over the years, I continue to improve my game. Uh, I continue to get confidence every year, every, every league I played in. And then finally got the opportunity to really shine before I went back to Spain, before I went to, I'm sorry, not back to Spain, before I went to Spain and um, led the league and scoring there in the ACB, um, which was an incredible league to me. It was probably the second best league in the, in the world behind the NBA. Um, where we had Abita Sabonis. We had um, the, the great Oscar Smith. We had Michael Curry, who played in the NBA, myself. Uh, you know, we had a lot of great athletes uh, in, that, in that league. And, and my last game of the season, that's when I got picked up by Orlando. In the next 14 years, that's who I was with. I was nine years with Orlando and, you know, um, five more years in the NBA. So I can't, I can't complain. It, it all worked out. And uh, I'm still in this thing, still doing my thing with, with, with coaching. And so um, I've been blessed to, you know, to not only play 14 years, but also be assistant coach for 13 years. So uh, the road, you know, for me was to get to the NBA. And that was my biggest road. Uh, my biggest obstacle was to get there, and I did. And um, next thing you know, look at here, I'm, I'm also being a coach in the NBA, which I never thought that role would ever come up because I never, you know, even thought about coaching until a lot of my older coaches like Byron Scott and other guys used to say, keep your material, you're going to be a coach one day. And then that just happened to, to dawn on me that, you know, I was going to coach. Awesome. Well, unfortunately, it didn't end well with a medal for for Luca. But have you been watching his performances over in Tokyo at the Olympics? What? Because it's been pretty no, special for him, isn't it? I haven't been watching it. I can't. I mean, I can't stay up that late. I do get a chance to see um, see the stats and see what he's been doing, or somebody on Instagram posting his stuff and. And he's done amazing things. I mean, for their country to not a, ever been in the to the Olympics and to get in there and go 17 straight, even though they lost the last two, uh, it still was amazing for him and they, their country. But um, he's really done a great job. I'm proud of him. Uh, he's learning how to, to continue to be a leader. Uh, you know, um, he has a, a you know Dragic who's uh, older older than him and 
probably has, has taught him a lot of things about basketball by playing beside him. And um, so, I mean, for him, it's, you know, the, 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 the sky's the limit. It's just continuing to get better as a player and, but also get better as a leader. Um, that's going to be things that he's, he's going to have to get better at. And um, I know he can do it because he has the personality. He has the, the energy he has, he has the upside of, of doing that because at the end of the day, a lot of times it's also uh, about talking and how you talk to your teammates and how you uh, handle people around you. So it's the little things like that, you know, because everybody enjoy being around him and, and he's going to get better and, you know, directing and doing other things um, that, that really you don't see on stat sheets. Yeah. Well, we see an incredible talent. Yeah, we enjoy watching him. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm not sure yeah. how many of our listeners actually know this, but you were uh, part of the 94-95 team that went to the finals. You were part of that team during the season. Um, having spent time playing in Cyprus and Spain and then ended up on that team with like Nick, Shaq, Penny, what was that like being, being a rookie in that season? Well, I mean, you know, for me, that was the year I was in Spain. And, okay. um, you know, when I played in Spain, uh, my last game in Spain, I got called up the last 14 games of the season with, with Orlando. Um, but, I mean, it, it was great watching and being around it, you know, practicing every once in a while. Um, you know, I just – I didn't feel like I was part of the playoffs, you know, because I'm, I'm not playing. Right. You know, that's the hardest thing. But I still – you know, as me as a competitor and wanting to win, I always cheered those guys on no matter what because I wanted to get get to that at that point where we can win a championship. And that, that was crazy for me. I almost won a championship um, coming in at the end of the year with the Orlando Magic. Uh, so, but it, it was fun to watch those guys. I learned a lot from them uh, to see how hard you have to work, the grind, the the you know, the things that they, they, you know, they do off the floor to relax and get away from the game and keep their mind going. And um, the things that they do in the weight room, uh, it really instilled a lot in me, into me because, you know, that was my first NBA finals. And then um, I went to one my second time with the Dallas Mavericks and lost to the Miami Heat and been again as the coach. So I finally won one, but, you know, at the end of the day, uh, Whoever pictured this, you know, imagine this that, you know, a kid who never played basketball in high school, but one year, first two years in college, never played. And uh, here he is, uh, three time going to the NBA finals as, you know, as uh, two as a player, one as a coach, and winning it as a coach. Uh, it's, that's an amazing story to me. Um, because I never thought I would be in this position. You know, I was just trying to make it. You know, I was trying to make it to the NBA, and when I made it, I closed that door behind me and never opened it back up. I made sure I stuck, <laughs> stuck with it, and um, you know, look what's happened. Was yeah. was there any was there any rookie hazing in that year? Do you remember anything? Well, there was, but it wasn't nothing major for me. I just had to sing my school school song. Um, uh, but Shaq, I got a dunk late. I got a dunk in the last game of the season, a reverse dunk. And Shaq told everybody, "He's he don't have I don't have to do nothing no more." <laughs> he ain't <gonna> do nothing. <laughs> and uh, so 
you know, but fortunately I still had to sing the school song. Uh, Jeff Turner uh, brought the school song. I didn't even know my school song. That was a sad thing. So I, I, I didn't even know the melody or nothing of it, but I didn't have to try to sing the song. Other than that, nah, when I got that dunk, Shaq said, I ain't have to do nothing else. <laughs> Which we'll be asking Jeff Turner next time he comes on about yeah. doing that, do you? Yeah, tell him I, I didn't even know none of the words. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> didn't know the melody or that. So, uh, but it, you know, for me, that's that's always fun. I think as a player, you you know, everybody's got to go through that. That's 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 something that's you know is special. Uh, you know, sometimes it get overlooked. Sometimes it gets, you know, where people. You know, hate to do it, but it's it's it always should be a fun situation that you you know you entertain the veterans. You know, they call your room. Hey, we need you to go get this. I need some Vaseline, some soap. You know, all right, I got you. I need some deodorant. Okay, I'll be. And and you know when you do it, because I don't heard a lot of the stories. I didn't have to do those things, but I heard a lot of stories of other players doing it and other rookies. And when they when they they go by whatever, you know, they bring it back to the the vet. You know, it could be a shack, it could be a whoever. They might, uh, here, here's $200. No, it ain't cost but $10, but here's $200. Appreciate you doing stuff like that. So that was, that was, those were the perks and things like that. And, uh, you know, that's the fun thing about it. But, you know, sometimes guys get too serious about it, but, you know, don't want to do it. But it's, it's, it's a fun situation to me. I think it's, it's great because it shows you that the willingness of a player to go out and do things and make the sacrifice for your teammate. That's cool. Um, so, Daryl, my second season watching the Magic now was back in 98-99. So it was a very successful team. You guys finished third in the East, uh, played Philly in the playoffs. You know, you had a very talented team, Penny Hardaway, yourself, Nick Anderson, Horace Grant, to name but a few. But that was the first ever buzzer beater uh, I saw was that season. And it was uh, your play uh, stealing an inbound pass against the Philadelphia 76ers and uh, laying it in as the, as the horn went. So um, it's one of the most memorable um, moments for me as a Magic fan. Can you just mm-hmm. take us back through that play? Well, um, I remember uh, I remember sitting on the bench. A year before, uh, Chuck Daly was our coach. And uh, he was, matter of fact, he was our coach that year too. And the, the year before, I remember stealing the ball in Cleveland. To tie the game, it was uh, 18 seconds on the shot clock, on the game clock. We down two points, and Brevin Knight runs up through the middle, and I chase him. Somehow gets the steal on the ball, laid it in, went in overtime. We came down from 18 points with six, six 18 to go in the game, and we ended up winning the game in overtime. So my mind went right back there. You can just see me sitting on the sideline, and my mind went right back to that play. And um, never forget, just sitting there, and I'm like, all right, it's about to happen. And I, I was gone AI. All of a sudden, I left AI and just happened to just go to half court. And George uh, George Lynch was had a hell of a game that day. He had 20 and 10, 20 rebounds and 10 points. And he had another timeout, but he was panicking, and, and he's, he was – Going and bounce, and he threw the ball and bounce, and I happened to just hit it hit my left hand. I caught it. I threw it ahead. At the same time, I threw it ahead. Penny set a screen on whoever was right there, 
and I had three seconds to make a layup and I scored. I couldn't believe it again that it happened. But what if that was a magical year? Because uh, that's the year I won the six man and most improved. And so, you know, that year was always great. Yeah. Would you put that effort down to the Hershey kisses you used to have before the fourth quarter? Well, no, I always, <laughs> you know, I know y'all get all kinds of stories. You know, I know you get all kinds of stories, but I used to always drink a cup of coffee and have have a Hershey, have two Hershey kisses at halftime. So it'd be drink a cup of coffee and two Hershey kisses at halftime. But I know y'all always got stories. I ate, I drunk about eight cup of coffees or this. No, it was one <laughs> cup of coffee, two Hershey kisses at halftime. And uh, so that that was my little thing at the time. But I had to put the Hershey kisses down because I always had high cholesterol. So yeah, I had to put the chocolate down. <laughs> So, but I mean, but you know, like I say, it was just magical that that play um, to me with with Magic fans. It, it, it's it's crazy because my my mother in law always said when she was watching the game, they came back from commercial. I had the ball still in it, <laughs> and I was laying it in, and she like, "What is going on?" And she saw me holding my head. Like, did they win? Yeah, she, they, she said they cut back to commercial. But commercial, I had already stole the ball and I was going down down the court. But um, you know, uh, that was a magical moment. Uh, I thank the fans for Orlando not knowing and knowing we got to foul somebody mm-hmm. to put them on the line, and all of a sudden we go from not fouling to getting a steal in a game winner layup. And by the way, that was on Philadelphia, and they did put us out of the playoffs the first round. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that was payback. You've, you've, you've already alluded to it that that season was your landmark season. You know, the, the achievement of sixth man of the year and most improved player. It really is a landmark achievement in your career. What would you have attributed the growth in your game and the performance that season down to? Was there anything in particular? Well, I think the the year before um, I was playing well under Chuck Bailey, um, and Chuck would would start me and just play me. When he played me, he just let me continue to go. and And then the last thirty two games of the season, we flew into Indiana, and uh, uh, my shoulders was just bothering me, and and uh, I was averaging nine point nine point two a game and was playing well and. I had to go get an MRI and they come to find out I had a torn rotator's cuff in, in my right okay. shoulder. And um, so I had gained a lot of confidence that year on the chug uh, for a guy who would let me just, when I got out on the floor, he just let me play. And he just, if I played well, he just kept me out there. And uh, I've always been grateful and thankful to him because, um, you know, a lot of coaches don't do that. They don't let your reserve go in and, just continue to play, play, and play. But, you know, I was making plays. I was doing um, great things. I had two bets who was in front of me. Um, Derek Harper, who's always been a great bet for me. And, and um, um, ah, his name is Baker Cleveland. He was my best player. Mark Price. Mark Price. Yeah. I mean, unbelievable players. That was in front of me, but I was, I learned. I'll continue to learn from all those guys, and uh, 
So when I when I had to sit out the last 32 games of the season, I was sitting there like, wow, because I was having a still a great year. And uh, they have to go through surgery. And then when they went and done the surgery, they come to find out not only did I have a tear, but I had another, I had a partial tear on another tendon. So it took me about the whole year to the whole summer and into probably to December to get back strong. Cause that's the year we had the lockout. We didn't play basketball until like January or February. Mm-hmm. And that's the year we did the 50. That's the first time we ever did 50 game season. So it gave me a chance to really get my shoulders back together. And, um, you know, for me, um, uh, um, rehab in Atlanta, uh, got back strong and then came back out that next year. Uh, when the 50 game season and just went nuts. I had average 13, 14. I had average 14 points a game. I think it was 13.7, six or seven assists, three rebounds, two steals or whatever. And next thing you know, I hear the crowd um, and, and people haven't signed Armstrong for six men. And uh, so, I mean, you know, for me, it, it was it was a great feeling, and I was just playing to the crowd, playing, playing to our teammates, and, and next thing you know, I, I'm holding up that trophy uh, on the court. So it was amazing to me, and then I got this uh, most improved after we got put out of playoffs by, by Philly uh, like a week later. But, um, you know, just, just playing hard. I, I, that's all I know. That's the only way I know how to do it. Prepare myself, play hard, and and I I, I put it all on the line. And uh, every night, I always were rewarded uh, from the way I played. Yeah, you just come on nicely to my next question. Yeah. Was you know I was about to say you leave everything on the line. Um, so you know we've heard tales from we had Coach Hill on uh, on the podcast some months ago, and he was telling us stories of um, you know some of the veteran point guards like Scott Skiles coming in and thinking oh my God, i got to play Daryl Armstrong tomorrow morning and just being so, you know, fed up playing against you because of your tenacity, uh, even at practice. So, but for you, who was the hardest uh, player to defend? I think they would say it would be, <laughs> they would probably be talking about me. Um, Brad Shaw used to call me the Tasmanian Devil um, because uh, the way I used to play is the way I played in practice. Um, if who would give me the hardest? I mean, I'm for sure if I ever had to play against Penny or T-Mac, but I always played with him in practice. Um, I, I, did, I really probably didn't have no hard time in practice with anyone. It was always the game. You know, every night for me, uh, every point guard you, you had to play against or had to face would probably be the toughest point guards in the world every night, no matter who it was. It was different point guards that can give you different problems. Um, so for me, it was always the point guards on other teams that always made me prepare hard, kept me ready to play, and uh, made me play harder. Uh, because, you know, you can get embarrassed on any given night with any different point guards. You got Steve Nash, Jason Kidd. Stephon Barbary, AI, I mean, you, the list just keep going. Byron Davis, I mean, the list just keep going. Um, so, I mean, if you're not ready to play at that point guard position, you can get embarrassed. Uh, 
who was, every night. Who was your favourite to go up against? Who did you really enjoy the challenge of playing against? AI. 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 Um, I always had a guard, bigger guard sometimes, especially late in games. When I played, when Doc Rivers was our coach, and I played um, with T-Mac and Grant Hill. Um, but we used to give, try to get T-Mac a rest because we need the offensive end. So I used to guard the Ray Allens, um, Sam Cassells, the the Allen Houston's, the Trail Spreewells. The one who I used to start on a lot was Reggie Miller. And that was a great challenge for me because I knew Reggie wasn't a dribbler, but if I knew Reggie could catch and shoot, my ass was in trouble. And uh, so <laughs> I, I used to, I used to chase him off. I just, I used to love guarding him because when he did catch it, I always just put my face on my chest, my head in his chest, just to try to make him uncomfortable, you know. And uh, but he was fun to guard. I mean, like I said. The one in the two guard challenge was unbelievable. Uh, I never forget when I had a groin pull and I was in the playoffs against Milwaukee and they had me guard Ray Allen. And, uh, ooh, that was the toughest thing to, to do because I couldn't move. Um, you know, and then Ray, you could tell Milwaukee knew, all right, we're going to attack Daryl Armstrong right away. They knew. So the first first play of the game, the first thing they did was post up Ray Allen. Ray Allen never posted up. What they do, they post Ray Allen up and they come right at me just to test my groin. And then it wasn't good. Uh, you know, I was out there playing with a swole groin, a pool groin. And I remember doing it earlier in the year. Doc tried to give me two games off, but that didn't work. Uh, I needed more time off. And but unfortunately, that's how I had to play in my play. But, um, you know, um, at the guard position is a dangerous position in the NBA. You know, can, you know, I I always try to picture myself guarding a, a Steph Curry right now, or a Dame Little right now. You know, what would I do? How would I guard him? You know, yeah. uh, you know, so I always try to picture how would I guard those guys? What would be different? How could I shut them down? How can I make them work? Uh, but it's scary because I know I'm older and I'm slow. So I kind of <laughs> picture myself getting tortured. So uh, that's scary. But, uh, you know, that guard playing, you can see it. Y'all know it. You can see it every night. It's very special. You know, uh, you got a Kevin Durant, 6'9". They can run two or three or one. And it's scary. Or four. So, you know, for for a guard in the NBA, those guys are the toughest. But AI would be probably my my one who you always love to play against and and loved his challenge, love his his the way he yeah. played the game. Well, I'm well just thank ask you. you one quick, sorry, G, just one quick one. I just can. Go on, go on, go on, go on. No, go, 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 go. It's all right. All I was going to say was that Daryl wasn't slow. Back in the day, he was known as no. Flash. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was slow. Here we go. You know, and 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 you know, I was I was small in statue, but I wasn't gonna let you post me up neither. You're not, you're not posting me up. We're gonna fight. You're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> fight in that post. So, one of the where I was gonna go was we asked Jeff Turner this when he was on. Would you have liked to have played in the modern era? Would Would you think it would have suited your game? 
right now? Right now. Yeah. I mean, I I, I, I could play in, in whatever era you want to play in. I, I always felt like I could play in whatever, different eras, because uh, I played in it when it was physical, when you could hand check, you could forearm. Um, and then I also played in it when you couldn't touch people. So... But uh, for me, this this era is a little different. Um, but I would love to love to guard guys because I'm not gonna let a person just bring the ball up the floor. You know, I'm not gonna let just Steph bring the ball up the floor. So I know if I'm if I'm guarding Steph, they're gonna take him off the ball and they're gonna make me chase him just like AI. And so I gotta tell somebody, whoever on the ball, guard the basketball. Do not let this guy get free range to make a pass to Steph Curry because. He's incredible running off screens and doing things like that. He never stops moving. Yeah. And when you got a jump shot like that, it's 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 it's, it's, it's amazing. It's very deadly. And it's amazing. So, you know, for me with that, but other than that, uh, I could play in this area. Uh it's different strategies, it's it's different the defense in the pick and roll, uh, when it comes to the big man helping out a lot, he's always back now, uh, which I hate that. I hate that pick and roll in the NBA is the big man just sitting back, not doing nothing in the guards up there working on the pick and roll with a guy setting the screen. It's tough. Well, going back to AI just quickly, Daryl, I was 15 when I first went to watch the Magic play over in Orlando uh, in 2002. So you were starting that game uh, as against mm-hmm. the Sixers. Um and unfortunately, AI was injured that day, so I missed out on the opportunity to see you guys go at it. But uh, okay. yeah, I'm 34 now, so that gives good. you an idea that of how was long. Good. I, I didn't miss out on it. That was good. <laughs> 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 good man, good man. So we, so we know you've been a, an assistant with the Mavs since 2009, and spent mm-hmm. the last six, seven years working with Jamal Mosley, who's now uh, the new Magic head coach. Um, mm-hmm. What what can Magic fans expect from Jamal? over the next couple of years as the new head coach? And have you got any stories from working with him? What's he no, like just, to work I mean, with? Just hard work, hard worker. Um, love to get in there and do things with the players. And I hope he continues to do that because sometimes, you know, when you become the head coach, you kind of sit back and just go back in your your room and, and, and you know, before games or after practice, you know, there's always the assistant coaches who are doing things with the players. Uh, hopefully Mo's, Will stay, stay grind, stay grinding, and stay out there with the guys and work them out and and do things because that's 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 half the battle getting those guys to buy into working out, buy into getting better, shooting extra work out the practice, whatever. Um, but that that was his strength with us. I mean, he always had Luca ready to go. Uh, Luca always wanted to work out. Chris Porzingis always wanted to work out. I mean. And, you know, a lot of the guys, they, they always tend to gravitate to them. And, and, you know, when you get coaches like that, it's fun to, it's fun to you know, to to be around. You know, it's fun to, to continue to work, even out the practice. And uh, so, you know, because some days, you know, some days you just don't want to be there. You don't want to be in practice. You know, some days you just don't want to be, you know, uh, man, I don't want to do no extra work out the practice or before practice. But, you know, that's what the coaches are for, to push you. Uh, they there to, to, to give you that extra, hey, man, let's go. Come on, man. Need you to get in here. With, oh, we, you know, hey, you got 30 minutes. That's it. 
let's get in here and get it in. You know, so you need those that little motivation. You need that little that, that grind and that push. And um, so that's what Mo's always w- was bringing to um, our team and our players. And I'm I'm happy I'm happy for him that he's now, you know, get the opportunity to be a head coach. Um, you know, he's been on different head coaching interviews, and uh, it was it was great to hear his name being finally you know, called as a head coach now. And uh, I, I talked to him after after he got it, and you can just see his head just spinning because, you know, you, you you get calls from everybody after that. You know, people people ain't called you in 20 years. Hey, man, can I get a job? You know, so I can see his head was spinning. <laughs> and, uh, he you know, he was going, but, uh, you know, I hopefully, you know, he does a great job, and I'm just hoping. You know, he just enjoyed the the opportunity and the situation that he in with the young young kids and continue to try to make them better and continue to try to win as well. I mean, I don't believe in that rebuilding rebuilding stuff. I don't believe in that. I believe in if I I I'm I'm just as talented. That's I guess that's why the heart and hustle team was was so important to me and in the city of Orlando. You know, they 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 said we were supposed not to win but 10 games we was only supposed to win 10 games excuse me and i took that to heart i took that person because uh, what you're telling me is i'm not talented enough or you're telling me i don't have a good enough ability to go out here and win i get paid the same way everybody get paid some get paid more some get paid less but at the end of the day uh i knew i had a ben wallace i knew i had a bow outlaw i know these guys are going to go in here and play hard rebound block shots and I took it personal, and I, all the other guys did too. And you know, we won 41 games, you know, that year, and um, and we had a two 10 games losing streak that year. 41 games when we won, when they picked us to win 10 games, and we had two 10 games losing streak. So what I told Mose, I mean, you expect to win. You gotta expect to win. Yeah. Don't let it, don't I don't I don't believe in people letting people put. A price, it's like almost like they put a price tag on your team, a price tag on your players. Yeah. Uh, rebuilding. Nah. We got you're, talent. You're talking Five. to three, you're talking to three people here. We hate tanking. We want we want to see them yeah. go out to compete and no. play meaningful you go games. Out there and compete. Absolutely. Exactly. You go out there and compete, you 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 find ways to win. And as a as a coach, that's gonna make him even better because you're finding ways to win. You're figuring out things that other 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 coaches or other Teams can't figure it out, even with good talent, more talent. And uh, so that's what I told them. I told them, you know, put some expectation on yourself to, to go out there and win and have a, and have a good time with it. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not going to let nobody say, <laughs> I, I couldn't let nobody say that we we going to win 10 games. Uh, no, no. And uh, so that, that's, that, that was my thing going with Bose. And hopefully he does well and, and – um, Hopefully he um, get a chance to win some games down there. Hopefully, obviously, uh, obviously, there's two that you're hoping that he doesn't win. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you had a lot of there were a lot of Magic fans very excited at just the the possibility of you coming to join him in uh, Orlando. But uh, yeah, we no, admire I, I, we admire the loyalty of staying with Dallas. We we applaud your loyalty, my man. <laughs> Yeah, I had, I had to stay in Dallas. I mean, I, I I really enjoy being around the guys that we have. Um, you know, I, 
don't think I didn't think about it. Uh, I'd be lying to y'all if I didn't think about it, you know. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, Jay Kidd reached out to me and, and I was fortunate and blessed to talk to him. And I loved his energy, what he was saying on the phone and the energy he brings into to workouts and stuff like that. So, um, but like I told Jay Kidd, I told him, we got a good team. We had, we had a good team. And uh, we got some good guys. And um, so I was looking forward to, to coming back and continue to try to try to push through what we, you know, we had started here. And um, thank God, I hopefully, I, I'm, like I said, I'm still here and I'm looking forward to that opportunity coming up. You, you've, you've already said you've got a lot of good memories with Dallas. You've had lots of good opportunities. You got your ring there. You got the ring there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. lo- loyalty is an undervalued commodity these days and we yes. applaud you for showing that loyalty yes. enough said. Uh, I appreciate it I appreciate it and I, I and I love you know and I love uh, you know I love Orlando so no, I, nobody can ever tell me anything else less uh, my first nine years has always been uh, precious and a blessing to me uh, you know and I, I know the fans would probably you know I get a get a lot of my sponsors probably, yo, when you coming back? Are you going to be back? What you going to do? You know, I, so uh, I have gotten that over the years and uh, when the time is right, the situation is right, you know, one day hopefully I'll be back there. Uh, it would be nice to probably finish up my career there as a coach and yeah, I'm not trying to stay in this thing. I'm not trying to stay in it for 50 years. As a kid. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to do that. Oh, well, we, we, life, we'd love, we'd love you back in Orlando. Yeah. So <laughs> you are, you are, you're a professional. At this, Daryl, because what you've just said there has led me on beautifully to my next question. It's all about being inducted into the Magic Hall of Fame in 2020, and yours is, as, as I said at the start, it's such an underdog story of how you fought your way into the into the NBA, took the opportunity, and ran with it. So how special? Was that accolade and the event to you and your family? Um, it was. It was very special. I think um, for my kids, uh, I always think it's, it's special to them that they they connected. They know and they understand what their dad had done in Orlando. And um, for me, it was you know like I told when I did the speech. And I told him, I said, uh, I'd be lying if I told you I wasn't waiting for that call. You know, I was <laughs> waiting for that call that, you know, I've been, you know, inducted into the Hall of Fame. And I'd be lying to you. Um, I know what I meant to that city, um, the organization, players, teammates. So, you know, all that paid off for me. And I, I, I like I say, I, I would be lying to you when I tell you. I, I was waiting on Alex Smith call when I came back to my desk one day from uh, from practice. And I, I was like, full seven, full seven, Eric Cole. You know, Eric <laughs> who's this? Who's this? And uh, when I heard the voice message, uh, it was just, you know, it was it was, it was great. Um, I really got teary-eyed. Um, you know, just thinking about all the hard work. Um, my college coach, who uh, always told me, he said, if you play hard, good things will happen. And, um, you know, that's that's what I did. 
And that's what I believe in. And I teach my kids. But, uh, I teach kids that come to camp. Yo, you just never know who's watching. You know, and uh, just do it hard and play hard and, and put it all out there. And that's what I did. And uh, fortunately for me, uh, I gained a lot of respect uh, from the fans. Because, you know, I had to sit my first two years. And uh, finally, when they got the opportunity to see me, uh, I guess just like I fell in love with them, they fell in love with me. And uh, it was a partnership after that for the next seven years. Uh, I had to watch the first two, but the next seven years, uh, we really grind and uh, the cheers and the applause and the tears and, uh, you know, it was, it was just heaven made for me to be down there because, uh, you know, like I said, hard and hustle team, and they just never gave us a chance. And uh, the fans fell in love with that team. And, they, and to this day, they that's all they talk about. Yeah. And uh, that's exciting for me. And that's rewarding for me that, uh, you know, we had guys that people had just didn't give a chance. Ben Wallace was on that team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then he's, he's going into the Hall of Fame. Ben Wallace was on that team and going into the Hall of Fame. Ben Wallace is a four-time defensive player of the year. Yeah. 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 Ben Wallace has a championship. Ben Wallace was an all-star, two-year, two or three-year all-star, first team. So I told people, I said, I believe, I believe in those two guys, Ben, Ben Wallace and uh Bo Outlaw. I, I just knew that for a big man, they they could get the job done for us. Even though they people didn't, you know, they, they can't score. That's what everybody kept saying. But hey, you get down there, I'm throwing the balls to you. <laughs> I don't care what Doc say. I'm throwing the ball into y'all. Go to work. Because I know I'm going to get it back on the defense end. I know I'm, what I'm going to get on the defense end. And uh, so for me, it was it was fun to have those two guys. I had a Mike Doliak. Uh, uh, we had... Uh, John Amici. John Amici. John Amici. Oh, John Amici yeah. was incredible that year. You know, nobody knew about John Amici. I used to, I used to tell John Amici <laughs> when he could run so good and he had that little left-hand layup. I said, John, when you run the floor, look back at me. I'm going to throw this ball ahead because he could run the floor. And uh, it was fun playing with him, and he could score on the box. And so we we had we had some unique things. We had Chucky Atkins his first year because he, he next year he went with Ben to Detroit uh, in a sign and trade. But, um, you know, you just can't, you can't teach the things that uh, we had. Uh, you just can't teach the heart. You can't teach the hustle that we had. And for us, uh, 41 games we won. And still, once again, I told you we had two 10-game losing streaks. Two 10-game losing streaks. They won 41. Yeah, that just came from the inexperience of some of our guys. And that's part of it because you got to grow as a, as a team. you got to grow as a player. And unfortunately, we just couldn't get it over, over the hump in those two 10 games losing streak. Even if we just had 10, like two, eight games losing streak, we would have made the playoffs. Yeah. And we missed yeah. the playoffs against Milwaukee at the end of the year by, by, at the buzzer. Yeah. That's it. Of course, you had Monty Williams on the roster as well, didn't you? And uh, Monty, look what he's oh on. Oh, my God. Yes. Become, yes, uh, I forgot. Tell me me, Monty. Yes. <laughs> yes, tell me me. Monty was uh Monty was a spiritual guy, man. I mean, he could post up, he could score. Uh, 
you know, even off the floor, he was a spiritual person for me because he always, you know, he always talked to me. He'd tell me what's right, what's wrong. And, you know, I was wild. I was just, you know, a wild individual sometimes. But, um, you know, love to have a good time, love to, you know, go have my couple of drinks at the bars and stuff like that. But Monty always knew how to reach reach players. And that's why he's he's so good today and and coaching and and getting guys to buy into what what he's doing and what he's selling and and you know unfortunately they came up short this year but you know he's always been a special player uh could score because you know even when Monty was first getting the lead with the New York Knicks he had that heart situation going on and I'm not knowing if he was even going to play anymore in the NBA but he ended up getting you know some more years in the NBA and really played well with us we're post up could score on the box and and that pigeon toe, I, I always he's pigeon toe, so he's always going hard at guys and knew how to knew how to score in that box. So yeah, Monty Williams was definitely a blessing for us. And one Tell us about your we, go, hang on, Jake. Well, one other thing that we always get asked by our followers to ask people <laughs> who have played the game. How how good was your trash talk game? I didn't I didn't talk trash. I didn't talk trash. <laughs> No, Are you we always get asked. Guys? We always get people ask us to ask that question. Yeah, I, I, I never talk trash, but I use it if somebody says something to me. Yeah. yeah, that was my fire to to really step up my defense and and pressure and and you know do things like that. But I never want to give nobody an edge. Yeah, by running my mouth, you know I always believe in you got to be careful what you say because then. You give guys energy from what you're saying to people or how you're talking to them. And no, if I had you down, I'm gonna keep you like that. I'm not gonna. Mm -mm. I'm gonna keep my pressure up. I'm not gonna <laughs> say that. nothing. I'm not gonna say nothing to get you going. You know, and I and I believe in that today. If somebody's one of these superstars having a bad game, <clears throat> be quiet. Don't say nothing to them. But you know, some guys like to be like, "Oh yeah, I'm shutting you down." No, don't do that. <laughs> Next thing you know, you know, he's running off 20 or 30 points straight. Yeah. And you'd be like, okay, you know, woke him yeah. up now. You know, so yeah, you no, I, never, I never really talked. I never really said anything unless somebody said something to me. And and if they did say something to me, it just ooh, it, 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 it's it just got my fire going. Because now, all right, you want to talk some shit? All right, here we go. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah. That's brilliant. Uh, tell us about your um, relationship with Bo Outlaw, Daryl, because, you know, when you were both on the squad uh, in Orlando, it looked like you had a great camaraderie together. Uh, do you still keep in touch with, with Bo now? I just played golf with Bo last Friday uh, awesome. in Orlando. I was down in Orlando to see my, my, my daughters, my two older daughters, and um, spend some time with them. But... Me and Bo end up playing some golf with uh, one of our greats, uh, uh, Mr. Daly. Mr. Daly used to do, used to have a bowling alley on International Drive, and he used to sponsor a lot of my uh, foundation stuff when it came to uh, my charity stuff, when I used to do uh, a celebrity weekend, like bowling and golf. And uh, so me and Bo had a chance to play with him the other day, and so that that's my man. It's like, if you see both of them, it's like we ain't lost a, a step. Uh, I, I don't have to call him. He don't have to call me. Soon we see each other in person. It's on. You know, we talking and we. You can see the energy right there. But uh, 
he's a good guy. I love Bo. Uh, I always enjoy playing playing with him, and and uh, you know he was one guy I always could depend on, no matter what, on and off the floor. So uh, yeah, it's always good to see him, and I had a chance to play golf with him. That's one thing I haven't done is play golf with him, and that was the first time really playing golf with him. Uh, who won? Awesome. Yeah, who won? That's the other question. Who won? The rain. The, the rain one. It's uh, rain. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we got about five holes in, and here come the rain. So yeah, but it was still was good to to uh, you know spend a little time with him, and also spend a little time with Mister Dowdy, uh, one of our guys, and he always used to take care of us when we. Uh, we go out there and bowl and have a good time with him. So it was good. We had, we enjoyed it. Amazing. That's quality. That is absolutely quality. We we did promise that we weren't going to impinge on your day too much, and we we, we could keep asking you questions and questions, but we will let you go, Daryl. Thank you so much for this. This has been utterly amazing. Um, You're welcome. Good we, good we're luck with the season. Again. Yeah, we're Would doing you, it again. Hey. Absolutely. We would love to have you back. You know, yeah. you know that you're more than welcome. Um, we'll do it again when y'all y'all really shut down and it's raining every day over there. <laughs> <laughs> we just, Next we just week, get then. On, we get on the Zoom call and we, we get it in. Absolutely. Well, we're gonna say we're gonna say good luck for the season. Thank you. And see you in the finals. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, man. appreciate it thank you thank man. you Daryl thank you Daryl thank you Daryl appreciate it utterly amazing All right, y'all enjoy the rest of your day how good was that I, well, I love Daryl and uh, he's just topped that that's one of the favourite episodes we've ever done I think unbelievable so um, Gee, another yeah. another hero Matt oh what? Well, yeah one of the best you know like we said uh, a couple of weeks ago you know magic hall of famer in my team and uh, there he was so uh yeah absolutely superb superb what a what a guest i'm surprised you didn't mention uh, I, that to him g yeah i was as well to be honest to be fair need, let's be fair he doesn't want to be part of another losing magic team does it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And, and we already took plenty of his time up and we could have kept asking him questions for about three oh, hours i can't maybe. believe you uh, i can't believe he said he'd come back off that's incredible yeah. that's but, incredible uh, absolutely so, yeah Okay, before we go any further, I I make no apologies for the shameless plug time. Um, so, as you know, we are affiliated to Fanatics and the NBA Store Europe. So please don't forget to join their websites by clicking off of our affiliate links on our social media pages or the website. If you are shopping, make sure that you use the Magic UK 10 code at the checkout. Uh it may give you a 10% discount with Fanatics or the NBA store. Some exclusions do apply. Don't forget that shopping with Fanatics isn't just basketball. They do have football teams. They do have NFL, Major League bas- uh, Baseball and all these sorts of things. So there's there's more on there, guys. And, and they also do international delivery for, for our friends in the States. If yeah, there's stuff on absolutely. there that they can't get on Fanatics in the US. So, and yep. The reason we plug it every week is because by doing it, it helps us pay for what we do. Because uh, it may be a hobby, but it does cost us. So help us along, guys. We very much appreciate all the support. Enough of that. So trivia time. I know Come it's uh, G's favourite part of the week. He he loves this one. He loves this one. I do. I do. And as always, well, not as always, but this week we're going to go with 
who am I again? I've got five little snippets about two players, one each. So, G, do you want to go first? Yeah, come on then. Let's do it. Okay. Right, let's see how good you are then. Let's go for this one. Okay. No, no, I'll be honest. No, no, don't worry. Neither are over hard. I've not been, I've not been evil. Is one of them Daryl? So, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I actually did write his down. I thought, I no, we'll get that straight away. <laughs> <laughs> so, first player. This is for you, G. Okay. Born on the not on March the 9th, 1980. So he's 41 years old. Born in Santa Clara, California. Santa Clara, 1980. Okay, you're going to have to go give me another okay. clue. Went to college at UCLA. Um, why am I thinking Glenn Davis? I'm not sure. Uh, I think I'd, say I'd give him Mikey Davis. that one. I'd give him Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mate. No, keep going. So, third clue. He played in 95 career playoff games. 14 of them with the magic. Oh, man. And what years were these? Uh, I'll give you that. In, uh, that's, that's coming. I think that's coming, mate. Okay, okay. Keep going then. So, in my one season in Orlando, I played in 81 regular season games, starting in 58 of them. And I had a scoring high of 28 points in Denver. Oh my gosh, Paul, this is quite hard, this one. Yeah, the um, next one will give it, right? The next one will give it. In fact, I'll give you his oh, number now. I'll give you his number as far as this one. We're in number 22. Oh, Matt Barnes. You've got it, mate. Awesome. Awesome. The, Should have gone uh, out the, before. The final part was going to be I tried to make an opposition's number 24 blink. Nice. Yeah. I thought you had, Jamie thought you might have got that one a bit earlier. Yeah. No, I, in fairness, I couldn't, I, I I couldn't give you the year. I couldn't give you the year. It was the UCLA bit I couldn't put together. Yeah, he was one of those players. He, he wasn't on the team long enough for to almost learn the college he was him. at. Yeah. But yeah. So, uh, no, that was a good one, Paul. Fair play. Nicely. Okay, Mikey. Let's go. Are we ready? Born November the 10th, 1987. So he's 33 years old. Born in New Orleans. Okay, next one. Went to college in Texas. DJ? Oh, shot, dude. Nice. Nicely. Do you know what I got it? Nicely. New Orleans. Uh, well, no, I was thinking yeah. that they're, they're just a little bit younger than me. And I was like, Nicely. who's around that age that's probably played for us more recently? Yeah, there you go. Played in 38. The next ones were played in 38 career playoff games, 10 with the Magic. Yeah. Um, in my full season with Orlando, I played in 291 regular season games starting 150 of them um, averaging 10.1 points per game on 42.9% field goal percentage uh, and then the final bit was I played for the Magic from 2016 to 2010 wearing number 14 
So well done, mate. That, that, that was a shot. That nice. might be my best. Uh, who am I yeah. so far? There I you have go. to be honest. As I was writing that one, you know how I love DJ. I did actually think I reckon I could get got this one quite early. I reckon I could have got that one quite early. But yeah, you watch next week now or next time round when it's trivia. G's going to drop my question. It would be DJ. <laughs> and I won't get it. It was dropping some real stinking trivia about and, it. And you know he's going to put a, a, a clue, <laughs> a clue up behind somewhere. Him. Yeah, yeah, put yeah, a DJ yeah, yeah. jersey like on normal. the wall. <laughs> like normal, honestly. So, it's, listen, this, this week's episode has been amazing. Um, but, Mikey, before we go, just talk us through the, the website. You've been doing a lot of work this week. Yeah, so I, I've updated and tidied up and refreshed the website ready for the new season so the the roster page is up to date um you can click on player profiles and that will take you to nba.com so you can see all their stats and info there's links to every player's twitter and instagram accounts um the schedules up to date <coughs> summer league schedules on there pre-season um all the times obviously in the uk um we've got those key dates for the nba season um, so things like All-Star Weekend and when the playoffs will start this season, all that sort of stuff. Um, we're going to be ramping up the articles on the website in the coming weeks. Um, yep. We, I may as well say it now because we're, we're going to be launching it soon. We, um, we've been putting a, a visit in Orlando page together. Um, so one of the things we get often asked is, how do I buy tickets to a Magic game or how do I get to the Amway Centre and stuff like that? Between the three of us, I think we've been to what 70, 80 games and we've had countless trips. Yeah, so, some, some good figure up there now, isn't yeah. it? So between us, we've put put some uh, some of our ideas and uh, a knowledge of going to magic games and stuff. So we're we're putting a massive guide on the website. So if people want to know where to buy tickets or how to get to the Amway Center experiences, where to sit, all that sort of stuff. Um, there's gonna be a new page going up on the website soon. Um and uh, hopefully we might be able to find a, a site sponsor um, that we can link up with. That's eventual plan. It helps pay for the website. And uh, Stops and, me yeah. begging each week. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, there's all our links to the affiliates on there. Um, and yeah, so uh, if you guys can visit the website, all, all the links to everything, even the podcast, all the episodes are on there and links to... Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, YouTube, everything's that's our home base. So check out the check out the website. OrlandoMagicUK.com. That's us. So again, as always, everyone, thank you for watching and listening. Less of our inane ramblings this week. Um <laughs> Daryl nicely it's prevented us having to talk too much. Um <laughs> You know, more to no doubt everybody's pleasure that they've not got to listen to my croaky voice this week. Um, so as we've said, you can find all the links to um, our podcast, uh, sorry, to the website and uh, our social media sites off of uh, the podcast description below. Uh, please subscribe to the podcast and set notifications so as not to miss any future episodes. Also, leave us your comments and questions. We do love to hear from everybody. Um, and if you aren't doing, make sure you follow us on our social platforms, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Um, again, from all of us at Orlando Magic UK, Mikey, Garant and myself. Until next time, go Magic. <laughs>